Bronco Nation News Live is presented by RowPaint.com, the official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics. Power in people, pride in painting. Check them out at ROEPaint.com. Now, here's BJ Rains. Well, greetings. Why don't I add Jay to the show there? There we go. How's it going, Jay? Good, how you, bud? I'm battling a hoarse voice for a second day in a row. It's actually surprisingly somehow better today than it was yesterday, uh, which is saying something. So we got the uh, – I've tried every remedy in the book, but I've got the uh, warm water and lemon juice we're going to try to sip on here during the show. You might know better than me, man. You ever had no voice and had to go on live in 10 minutes? What, I don't know what the – Yeah, I guess. Is. You just kind of have to – to tough it out and hope that <laughs> the viewers have sympathy for you. Yeah, I know. We had uh, Johnny took over the, the live spots yesterday. I don't think you're contractually allowed to do that, so we'll, we'll push through. But, uh, um, yeah, we're – I don't know. Just I had a great weekend. I had nothing to scream about because the Cardinals were terrible in Seattle, so it wasn't like I was celebrating and having all this fun and, at the games, but I just literally woke up yesterday and couldn't talk, and now I still can't talk. So um, we'll get through it the best we can. Apologize. Yeah. Apologize to the viewers, but uh, – Wanted to get you on, obviously, for your regular Tuesday appearance and wanted to uh, talk about a number of things. We have the NFL draft coming up. I think we'll probably focus on that Friday uh, because we'll, uh, that'll be, you know, I don't think we were expecting anybody from Boise State to get picked on Thursday. So we'll have Friday to talk about if that's the day JL Skinner gets picked and, and uh, Saturday and going into who else might get picked. Um, but uh, we're going to talk some basketball as well. Uh, we've been so much hype, so much talk about, uh, you know, the guys that are already here or might be coming here that I think we've kind of neglected some of the returning players a little bit when you talk about this team and kind of what their outlook is moving forward. So um, we'll give uh, Chibuzo Abo, Tyson Degenhart, Max Rice, their own days uh, here down the, the next three days. But uh, me and Johnny talked yesterday about Kobe Young and RJ Keene. And uh, today we'll talk about uh, Jace Whiting and Mosilla. Um, but uh, one quick NFL draft uh, comment from you, Jay, any, any, thoughts i guess just two days away from the draft here about uh where things stand it feels to me like scott matlock's stock is rising a little bit um i saw somebody had him in his top 150 draft prospects i thought all along he'd be the next guy drafted then didn't get invited to the combine we kind of lost hearing about him and i thought okay now he may not even get picked now i'm back on the train where i think he might be the second guy picked behind the other two but um how you feeling about scott or juku or any of the other guys yeah, I feel pretty good about Scott. You're talking about Daniel Jeremiah. That's who had Scott in his top 150, and I think he just released that this morning. So uh, it definitely seemed like Scott is is trending in the right direction and has a chance to hear his name called at the NFL draft, which would obviously be a dream come true for him. But he has said such a professional approach to this whole draft process and you know, not getting invited to the NFL Combine didn't really slow him down or anything like that. If anything, maybe it, it lit even more of a fire under him, if that's even possible with Scott Matlock. But he looked outstanding at Pro Day. I uh, I hope he does get drafted because he certainly deserves it. And it seems like, yeah, JL is still the obvious first guy off the board. But um, Scott is definitely uh, making a push right now to, to, to move up draft boards. I, I will say this, BJ. I am – I'd say probably a couple of years ago I lost a little bit of interest in all these mock drafts and everything. They're so fun for fans, and I get why. It's awesome. But at the end of the day, these people – they get paid a lot of money to just throw stuff at the wall. Like it, it, nobody's right with these things. You know, I mean, like some of them hear a couple of little things that maybe kind of allow them to ballpark their predictions. But after like the first three picks or something like that, like hardly anyone is right ever. 
and yet we all still click, we all still read, and we are just a few days away from that not mattering anymore. I I, I went, up, went back in a previous world when you and I held a radio show together. I, I made I tried to make that exact same point uh, one time, and then uh, we met with an agent a day later or something that had heard me say that, and um, didn't. I don't know if you remember the conversation or not, but uh, <laughs> that's basically what I was trying to say. That uh, not you know not that he's full of BS, but that yeah. you know, the only people that really know what might happen are the thirty GMs, yeah. the people making the picks. So right. uh, I totally agree with you. And every time the draft comes, we're like, oh, who could have seen this coming? It's like another year where I wasted five days looking at mock drafts. One thing happened that was supposed right. to. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like last year, who had Khalil going all the way to the fifth? I mean, maybe that wasn't too far off, but still, like, I think a lot of us thought he'd go a little earlier than that. Back in 2014, nobody had Jay Ajayi sliding as far as he did. In, in, I mean, I guess that was the 15 draft, but nobody had Jay Ajayi sliding that far. And yet he makes it all the way to the fifth round. Uh, not a lot of people had Riso Diambo going at the end of the third round. So, I mean, it's just, like I said, in all honesty, he's just throwing stuff at a wall and trying to, Get people to click on articles and read them and hey i am still certainly guilty of it but i am just less guilty than maybe you know i was five years ago or so yeah no doubt hey uh, we are broadcasting from the cutwater spirits mobile studios more than 30 flavors of pre-mixed premium cocktails you can pick yours up at your local gas station or grocery store let cutwater do the work they're pre-made their premium cocktails are phenomenal and again you can get like two for seven at your local gas station so check them out cutwater spirits sponsors of our studios rowpaint.com they're scheduling now the weather is finally warming up so you can schedule that spring concrete coating they just got to get the temp over 50 degrees for the concrete but five times stronger than epoxy and they can do the one day install rowpaint.com check them out lithia ford of boise they'll buy your used vehicle one of our major sponsors are sponsoring the hole-in-one contest i have not confirmed yet though if anyone else will be eligible because once jay makes his hole-in-one uh, I've, I've yet to find out if there's a second vehicle, if somebody else gets one or not. Um, but so they are providing a Broncos sport brand new for the golf tournament next week. And uh, we do have a cool announcement. Actually, we'll go ahead and make today about that here in a little bit, Jay, but uh, Lithia Ford of Boise, the buy your used vehicle, check them out. Lithia Ford Boise.com and Idaho central credit union, ICCU.com, the best in mobile e-branch online banking, do it more than 550,000 Idahoans have done and make the switch Idaho central credit union man my voice is terrible jay i apologize i'm doing that reading i'm like people are probably flipping off the channel but um for the golf tournament jay by the way we can officially announce that bnn has um legally through the inf I, I'm, I'm butchering the little website where you can go on for businesses and do nil deals um we will have riley smith we will have dj shram we will have alexander tubner we will have kanohi kaniho and who's my my fifth big one that I'm missing? Um, I shouldn't say that because we got nine players, and I'm not trying to make any of the others. Uh, uh, but there are nine nine Boise State football players coming out to play in the Bronco Nation News Golf Tournament. Oh, Jonah Dalmas, our friend, uh, was one of those, was actually the first to accept, and he was the one I forgot. Uh, so we're going to have those guys out there. Uh, Maddox Madsen uh, is participating. Colt Fulton, Ben Ford, and Luke Voorhees are the uh, nine players, Jay. So in the afternoon session, if you sign up for the afternoon session, you're going to get to maybe play alongside uh, some Boise State football players for the tournament. Sounds like fun. That's a – those are some heavy hitters, too, in terms of personality, guys that are are super likable. So, Apparently uh, DJ Schramm's quite the golfer, too. 
DJ? That's what I heard. Or he at least, okay. he at least enjoys playing. So uh, if you're interested in playing with some of the uh, football players, June 2nd, uh, we have one or two registration spots, maybe, maybe open for the morning. But right now we're trying to fill the afternoon. So if you want to play in the afternoon, you can still come for the lunch. Before you play, you still get the Q&A. You can hear Jay up there on stage. You can hear Coach Rice. Uh, we got a lot going on beforehand. Tyson Degenhardt and Riley Smith will be doing a little Q&A up on stage as well. Uh, so a lot going on before the round. But um, the afternoon round is when you'll tee off. But um, it's a 1.30 tee off for the afternoon session, lunch around 12.30. So we'd love to have you. Bronco Nation News uh, golf tournament. You can register at bronconationnews.com. Uh, will there be a s- closest to the pin? Yes. there. Um, I don't know about second shot or long putt challenges, but we will have a closest to the pin, and then we will have a long drive. And, Jay, I was joking with Mike Prater about it, and it kind of picked up some steam. So I believe that we will have a uh, Leon Rice, Jay Tust, Mike Prater, and a couple others uh, putting challenge in front of all of the participants right before we tee off for the first hole. So hope you need to get there early and work on your putting. I might get there late. <laughs> you now have a chance to uh, to, to putt better than uh, Degan Hart or, or Leon or Burns. We'll get Jay Tust out there on the putting green. I, I told uh, Prater it was finally his chance to battle uh, – battle Leon Rice out there and now we're gonna add Jay Tuss to the mix as well. Gosh, I've never I've never actually openly rooted for Leon before. I'm just kidding, Brader. I'm just oh it's June 2nd. I might have said next week. It's next month basically June about six weeks away. June 2nd is the golf tournament. We would love to have everybody uh come on out. We got some spots left. Sign up at Bronconationnews.com. Okay, so let's start with Mo Silla. Uh he was a guy Jay that you know as again we're reviewing a basketball season from last year and I think everyone just assumed he was gone, assumed he was moving on from the team, not going to be on the team this season. And uh, it sounds like he is now. You know, there's not a lot of 6'11", 250-pound centers out there to go get. And I think they feel like there is some upside with Mosilla. And, you know, last year he missed the whole summer, um, wasn't able to do much. Um, had a couple big games. You know, he had some big buckets in the St. Louis game, a couple big plays in the New Mexico game. And some people forget he actually started overtime of the game at New Mexico. Um, but before I get your thoughts on Mosilla, here's Leon Rice talking about Mosilla. Snail on the head because you look at the opportunities he, he got when he did get them because, you know, we had we started small, so we had three bigs on the bench. And it just it became so difficult to even figure out who it was going to be because you'd watch practice. I mean, there was just so many moving parts. So probably each one of them didn't get the chance they deserved or the consistency of it. Maybe Lucas got more than those guys did because he'd been here and played for three years a little bit more, and that, that maybe that was it. But every time, I mean, Mo helped us win some games last year. That game at St. Louis jumps out at me. And, what you know, when and you're going to face guys like Akoya. Well, now you do have another guy like that that, that can, and you, you know, your bigs are going to get in foul trouble. That, that just, that's basketball. And so... You know, now you have a great and and like I said, we are a development program. And like what you said, we didn't have him last summer, so he didn't get all that time. It's he's new. Where he's speaking our language now. It's a whole. It takes an adjustment time, and that kid's a worker. He is a worker, and I love his attitude. He's going to graduate from here. There's so many positives to Mo that, you know, we're. Uh, I'm I'm pleased with what I see with him, you know, and. Uh, we're going to, you know, it takes depth that you look at those teams that played in the championship game. Not one guy on those teams played more than 30 minutes a game. 
and they were playing nine guys, sometimes ten. And uh, I mean, that's a you know you need that depth over the course of a long, long season. And you know it's going to be exciting to you know. And then we haven't even talked. Sometimes there's injuries. I mean, you saw it this year. We were a different team when we had some an injury to a starting starting player. That was pretty consistent. There he is, Leon Rice, talking about Mo Silla. Uh, your, your thoughts on Mo? You know, I think that maybe Mo's growth comes from comfort um, and consistency as well, maybe this offseason. You know, he, he started his career at Florida Southwestern, uh, transferred to Detroit Mercy, then uh, was there for one season before transferring to Boise State last season. And so now he has some continuity with both his players, uh, teammates, and his coaching staff. So maybe that will allow him to maybe really take the next step. Um, I think the thing that, you know, um, probably stands out for me about Mo this year, too, is that maybe his role is a little bit more defined going into the season. I mean, last year we were wondering if maybe he could crack the starting lineup and compete with Milner. And then it turns out neither of those guys are in the starting lineup, you know, just a few games into the season. So I think that, you know, going into this year, we know his role. His role is to be, you know, an eighth or ninth guy off the bench in all likelihood to provide some minutes in order for, you know, whoever Boise State does start, whether it be Cam Martin or, or, or uh, Omar Stanley to, to get some rest. And um, I don't think that they're going to be asking, you know, Bo to go out and play 20 minutes a night on in any type of regularity uh, next season. No, probably not. And like I said, he was kind of the guy everyone just assumed would be gone, but there's some other circumstances there and things that play into that. You mentioned him going uh, up to Detroit Mercy. There was also a break in there where he literally had to go get a, a regular job. He's got 15 brothers and sisters and he had to help his mom, like basically pay for them. So he actually uh, just quit basketball and worked a job during COVID to help with his, uh, his mom's family. And then had some problems getting eligible at Detroit Mercy because of the classes carrying over. And that's what led to him not playing much there. So, um, do you feel there is more in the tank, more, more untapped potential with Mo? Probably because there almost has to be right. I don't see how the situation necessarily gets worse, um, in terms of, you know, what he can contribute to the team. He'll be older. Um, as Leon said, uh, you know, the way that Leon, uh, coined it was speaking our language now. And that just means, you know, Boise state's terminology. I think it's more common um, when it's like, you know, in, in football, when you're picking up a new offensive playbook, right, and you're barking out plays and everything like that, like that takes time to digest and comprehend and then execute. And uh, eventually it, it, you feel comfortable with it. You don't really have to think about it. You just go. And so I, I think that maybe that's a position that Mo might be inching closer and closer to with the Boise State men's basketball team as he gets his first full offseason with the Broncos and approaches his second year with Boise State. Yeah, I'm curious to see what I thought at times. I thought he did some things defensively, he did. defensively, especially in a couple of block shots. Um, so again, you ask him to come in there for five, six minutes here and there, you know, I, don't know. I, I, I just think, I think you showed glimpses what you're saying, BJ, like you just had a couple little flashes there that, that make you go like, man, he, he could contribute. Like he definitely could contribute. I think it's just about finding that consistency and more than anything too. I mean, I know that, that Leon and the coaching staff, they say that they have confidence in all their players. And, and, I, and I don't doubt that one bit. But when, it, when push comes to shove and you need a stop or you need a bucket or whatever that might need, that the team needs that night, the coaching staff has to have confidence in, in you in, in those moments. You're not going to get um, 
lost on a switch or anything like that. Like you're, you're going to be able to handle the moment, handle what's happening and execute in order to help your team win. And so we'll see if, if he can inch closer to that coming up in, you know, this next season. Perry says, I like hearing he's a hard worker. What more can you ask for? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically the, the starting block for anybody that wants to improve, right? Like you got to work hard. And if you're willing to do that, then you got a chance. Derek wants to know when the first basketball practice is open to the media, usually in June sometime when they come back from break. Yeah. The guys got to get on campus first, usually before that happens. And that's usually when they start to arrive, the, the Roddy Andersons and um, well, really the, the rest, Cam Martin, Omar Stanley, the rest of the transfers that will be coming in and the true freshmen for that matter too. Hey, uh, since I can't talk, I'm going to let Joe Buck talk for the next 60 seconds here. New advertiser, new comp, new uh, a concept, new thing we're dealing with. I wish I could tell you more about it, but I'm, I got into such a horrible voice yesterday. I did a bad job explaining it on the first day just because I can't talk, and I'm kind of in the same boat. But uh, here's a, a new opportunity for you. You looking for that perfect Mother's Day gift? Well, I got something for you right here. It's called Sound Story. Oh, that's the wrong graphic. How about that? I played the, I put the still graphic on the screen instead of playing the video, Jay. I thought you were going to talk about it here for the next uh, minute. But to know here is Joe Buck talking about Sound Story. Mother's Day is coming up, and I have the perfect gift for you to give your mom this year. It's Sound Story. Hi, this is Joe Buck. Every year we try to come up with the best gift to show our moms how much we appreciate everything they have sacrificed and all they have done for our families. With Sound Story, you can give a gift that mom will love and the whole family will love as well. Sound Story gives you and your family, brothers, sisters, and or moms, grandchildren, whatever, the chance to tell stories of your childhood, your memories of the lessons your mom taught you, and the love she has given you. Sound Story is an hour-long interview conducted in person or via Zoom by your choice of B.J. Raines, John Mallory, Mike Prater, or David McKenzie, and it couldn't be easier to purchase. Just go to mysoundstory.com, click on gift certificates, and present your mom with a gift on Mother's Day that she will treasure. And right now, all you have to do is enter promo code BNN15 to save 15% on your Mother's Day Sound Story gift card. Just go to mysoundstory.com and enter promo code BNN15 for 15% off your Mother's Day gift that she and your family will never forget. All right, Jay, it's a pretty cool concept. I'll try to talk about it later in the week when I have more of a voice, but you can do it for your mom. Your mom or your dad can go in and be the one that's interviewed, and you can save their kind of life story. Uh, or in the case of a Mother's Day gift, maybe you know me and my brother would, would be the ones that were interviewed talking about my mom, and then we present it to her on Mother's Day so she can hear uh, when, you know about uh, what we think of her and her story. So pretty cool concept. Uh, we got Johnny and Prater involved and, and David McKenzie and working to add to the team here in the future. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, excited about it. New advertiser, but also a company that I'm involved with. It It's uh, going in some other markets around the country, and they're bringing it to Boise, and we're going to see what happens. So uh, if you're looking for a Mother's Day gift, go check out mysoundstory.com, and we would love to uh, – Love to sit down with you. We got an office space. We got a nice professional interview, professional audio equipment. We won't do it till I get my voice back. And uh, you'll be able to get a full interview uh, that your family can keep forever with your family. So you can check that out at mysoundstory.com. Jace Whiting, Jay, uh, another guy. There were rumors lately about him maybe transferring because they were talking about dad and Dawson Baker, which isn't happening, by the way. Um, you know, there's uh, I, I think the roster, it sounds like as they decided it's better to just go with what they have than try to upset the apple card by maybe adding one more player. Uh, but Jace Whiting was never leaving. There were rumors he was never leaving. He likes it here. He likes his role. 
Um, from my understanding is, you know, he, he he's even going to expand his role. Obviously he kind of was facilitating to some of the other guys as a freshman last year. I think you're going to see him be more of an offensive threat himself, or at least he hopes to be next year. Um, but how do you look back at Jace Whiting? And I, you know, someone talked about, I think Derek said the summer practices, Jay, I think you were with us. We went to a summer practice, you know, and Leon let us watch and we're talking, Leon, I'll walk over. What do you guys think? And talk to us on the side. And I couldn't have been more wrong about Jace Whiting. And Leon's admitted that basically everybody was, himself included, um, coming off a mission, hadn't played in two years. I figured he'd redshirt, but he ended up playing and having a pretty big role. Yeah, and, you know, I think the thing about Jace that kind of stood out to me too is that, like, he would kind of put up these modest stat lines, you know, early in the season. Um, but you could still feel his impact when he was on the court to kind of push beyond whatever the numbers suggested he contributed, right? And so – he had his ups and his downs, as you would expect any true freshman, you know, to experience. And I remind you, he was obviously coming off, you know, two years of not really playing a ton of basketball because he was out on his on his mission. Uh, played a little bit out there, but um, not not a ton, and certainly not at least at the level that he's playing at now, right? And so I feel like he, you know, reacclimated himself to to uh, to college basketball at an extremely quick pace, and he contributed beyond what I think you know, a lot of people thought he would last year. That being said, you know, there were moments when Marcus Shaver Jr. couldn't go and, you know, Jace's number was called on to, to play more significant minutes. And, and you could definitely tell there's a difference when Marcus Shaver Jr. is uh, available for this men's basketball team versus Jace Whiting. I think Jace has a bright future. He clearly has a really high basketball IQ. Um, he didn't He didn't make a ton of mistakes when he was on the court. Although at times it did feel like the moment was a little big, I, I guess is the way that I would phrase that. So I think that he has a, a bright future as a contributor for this Boise State men's basketball team. And he's another guy that's going to make them better, you know, during the 2023-24 season for sure. Yeah, I can think of the San Diego State game. You had, had trouble at times getting across half court. There were some other games. But again, you know, it's not necessarily a diss on Jace. He was a, a freshman that a lot of people thought wouldn't be playing this year. And he's trying to you know, fill in for a fifth year senior on a, on one of the biggest stages in college basketball. And in that game in particular against a team that ended up playing for it all. So yeah. That's uh, I mean, let's not, let's not forget the team that he was playing. I mean, one of the best defensive teams in the country, there are a, a number of metrics that will back that up. Viejas arena, one of the toughest venues to play at in the country. As you just mentioned, the Aztecs played for the national championship this year. So there are a lot of people with tons of experience that wanted to handle that situation very well. And, that just was kind of one of the moments, though, that, that seemed a little bit big for Jace. He played 16 minutes. I don't think he scored. He had four turnovers. And uh, as you mentioned, getting the ball up over half court at times was a little bit of a struggle for him. But, you know, as I said, I, I remember thinking, okay, you know, he's not going to play. And I remember in the exhibition game, uh, I think it was the exhibition game, he did some things, and, and uh, luckily Jordan K was the one that took the took the fall for us because he said somehow, well, he, you know, is he going to redshirt? And Leon's like, Heck no, he's not red shirting. And it was kind of like, well, you know, it, 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 he he came in over the summer and did enough to show like he deserves to be the backup point guard and play. In fairness, looking at it now, I don't know who the backup point guard would have been. Um, it, you know, it turned out it kind of had to be him. Um, but I don't think that, you know, can be overstated what he did after not really playing organized basketball for two years, Jay, having to kind of shoot on his own once a week when they give him an hour for while well, he's on his mission. 
to come back and be ready in one summer to prove that by the start of the season, he's already, it wasn't like he took the summer to get back in shape and then, Oh, earned his playing time in the season. He showed up ready to go and somehow was able to prove this from the start. He deserved to be out there and he got valuable minutes that are going to help him moving forward. Yeah. And I think that he kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier, mentioned this earlier. Like I think he's going to become more of an offensive threat. I mean, Jace can shoot it. It's, it's all a confidence thing, right? Like, um, if you look at, you know, his season shooting percentage from three, you know, he shot almost 33%. He also didn't make a single, well, yeah, he didn't make a single three, um, you know, from the month of February on. Right. So like he, he shot it an okay clip early, but not necessarily late. And so I just think that's a room, an area where he's going to continue to grow and have more confidence. And there are times too, man, like you could tell he's, he's also just like a natural facilitator. So even when he gets the ball, he's maybe looking to, to do that. And, you know, maybe he catches it and he's got some space. And I, I think next year you see him, you know, just, just have confidence, step into it and pull the trigger because he knows that he's a good three-point shooter. And so and was um, it the second San Diego State game or the New Mexico game? There was a game in Boise where in the second half he made a couple big plays. I remember a big driving layup he had. Um, I, I think he, had, he ended up having a couple big plays down the stretch in some of those key games. Yeah, that might have been the New Mexico game. I feel like he had like a couple layups or something like that, or maybe he made a nice pass as well. Um, gosh, I'm, I'm trying to think back, man. It was like, like it's been forever ago now. Or something. Yeah, I remember a couple yeah. that he had uh, later in the season. Let's hear Leon Rice, and this is also about Kobe Young. So Kobe and Jace uh, from Leon Rice. Yeah. Well, you know, I had a long-term plan for Kobe that, you know, we talked about when we recruited him, and uh, – and long-term plan includes improvement every year and you've seen it every year him get better you know and uh he needs to make a jump because this program's competitive and you know that makes you better when you're around a bunch of good players that'll make it you know tough to get on the floor because then when you get on the floor you've earned it so it takes a lot of work a lot of hours a lot of uh, self-motivation you know, you're, we're not going to drag you to the gym to make you better. You got to want it, and you know, it's got to be intrinsic. And um, Kobe's made big strides in that, I think. And uh, you know, he's got an athleticism that's unique. He brings a skill of being able to guard and and move his feet. And and if, so, yeah, the you know that's the thing. Everyone sets your lineup and your minutes and your. Nobody had Jace in our lineup last year, you know, including myself. And he was a night-in, night-out guy. He earned it. So there's always going to be those surprises. Every year, and it's funny because everyone tries to, you know, we've even talked about that. Like, who do you think your surprises are? You, I can make good, educated guesses, and, and a lot of times I'm about probably 50% on those guesses. Like, Jace was coming off a mission last year, hadn't played basketball for two years, and what he did was really, really, really impressive. He just, you talk about starting at the bottom and moving up. He just day after day after day, just competed his tail off and the toughness that he showed and the grit and the work ethic. Never underestimate a guy that does that. That's my, that's what I've learned. And do we think the role will be any different this year, Jay, as we wrap this up? I mean, it seems like he's going to basically have the exact same role, be the backup for Roddy Anderson. Um, but, maybe he's you know a little more productive when he's out there in those in those reserve minutes 
Yeah, I, that's what I think. And I, I think that you also feel more confident probably playing him next year that he's got a year under his belt. But I, I think his role is going to be very similar. Um, maybe expanded just a little bit, but but pretty similar minutes-wise to what he saw this year. Um, and, and you know, I, I mean, like, the, I guess the thing about um, Jace, too, is, like, we saw him play the point at times this last year and allow Marcus Shaver Jr. to get off the ball. So, um, you know, Roddy Anderson, I know he's not – that wasn't necessarily an, uh, an elite shooter, you know, his true freshman year, although he did get really hot late in the season, uh, shooting from three. But if that's something that they feel comfortable with and they can get Roddy off the ball and allow him to maybe, maybe be a little bit more of a scorer while they let Jace run the point. So I, I just think that you look at the versatility or the potential versatility of this lineup now, and all of a sudden, you know, Boise State just isn't throwing their starting five out there regardless of the situation and, and saying this is what we got. Now they can kind of move things around. I mean, we talked about this earlier. Maybe Dagenhart now goes to the four or even the three, and you have Omar Stanley and Cam Martin on the floor at the same time. And, you know, uh, Jace playing the point, Roddy getting off the ball. And there is definitely an opportunity here for there to be more of a chess match with Boise State and the rotations they use next year than maybe there was this last year. Hey, shout out to the uh, sponsors that I neglected due to my uh, voice. Ridley's Family Markets, Bowser Real Estate, the Blue and Orange Store, Transportation Compliance Service, United Commercial Insurance, and Boise Dentistry Co. Hope you will support the sponsors. And uh, sponsors, I apologize for not giving you your due due to the voice. We'll make that up uh, tomorrow. Uh, Jay, programming note for the rest of the week. Uh, Chibuzo Abbo scheduled to join me live tomorrow. Tyson Degan, or excuse me, Max Rice scheduled to join live, I believe, on Thursday. And then you and I scheduled on Friday to have Tyson Degenhardt on live uh, as well. So the next three days, the uh, big three, Nate Lowry hooking us up with some live interviews as we kind of uh, review their season and look ahead with them uh, individually. So looking forward uh, to that the next couple of days. Friday, we will also discuss the uh, NFL draft and, and what's going on there. And um, if you had to go right now, Jay, are you still saying Jail Skinner's a day two pick or no? Yeah, day two. I'd say day two. So you and I, again, the Vets, man, that's just my prerogative. I don't exactly know. Oh, I remember I mean, time, uh, was it, was it, uh, I think it was Riso Diambo one year where I'm yeah. like turning off my laptop and I get a text from his agent just says Seahawks. I'm like, oh no. So yeah. it's 9 30 and I had 10 minutes to get a story done. I think he was literally the last pick of, the, of day two that year. He was. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I, I don't really know. That's just my guess. It will be cool in jail. Here's his name called, though, because the last safety Boise State had drafted, I believe, was Darian Thompson in 2016. So there you go. It, it's been a few years since Boise State has had a, had a safety, uh, you know, get taken in the NFL draft. If anything, though, I'm just going to ask T- Tyson Dagenhart for his advice on what's happening, because I remember um, I think he was on with Johnny and Prater, and he said that San Diego State was going to beat Alabama. And I'm like, Tyson, come on, man, like. What are we doing here? This is obviously Mountain West bias. And sure enough, he was right. So I'll just ask Tyson on Friday what he thinks, and that's probably going to change my opinion or swing my my vote one way or the other. I'm just going to ask him. Well, um, Boise State fans, BNN fans, I like hearing Tyson talk about a lot of topics uh, are maybe in store for a fun summer. I'll just say that. Uh, we got some cool things in the works uh, down the line. But he will join us Friday, Jay, so get your questions ready. Hey, appreciate you as always, man. We'll be we'll be in touch. And uh, go check out KTVB. Check out, go follow Jay on Twitter at KTVB Sports Guy, all that good stuff. And as always, Jay, we uh, sorry we battled through it today, man, but we appreciate it. We got it. We got it. Well, we, we, we got through it. I don't know if we got it. We got through it. But uh, 
for the uh, 51 of you watching right now still i apologize for the uh voice and um, I, I promise you all day yesterday i've been trying everything got up early today didn't even have my energy drink yet because i heard that caffeine is bad for your voice your vocal cords so i've been I'm, I'm, i haven't even had any caffeine yet today so it's been a rough one but uh, we'll hopefully tomorrow it better be because i'm by myself tomorrow so we'll we'll find out um tomorrow but uh, jay appreciate it thanks everybody for checking us out go support the sponsors and uh, we'll talk to you later bronco nation news live bronconationnews.com <laughs>